0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Explicit Measures podcast. Good morning, Nina. Happy Tuesday to everyone. There it I is. Just
1: makes me feel better when I hear that. Now mm-hmm. I, I'm I've been hearing this now for three years, and I, I, if I don't hear that on a Tuesday, it's a little sad.
0: Tommy's got that as his uh, ringtone on his phone now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a text message.
0: Oh, a text, when, when Every- it tweets you. <laughs> awesome. So, um. We're gonna jump in today for our topic. We're starting a little bit early. Uh, Meetings and things have pushed our timing around here a little bit, so apologize for starting a bit early. We hope you uh, can jump in and watch at 1.5 speed, catch up if you'd like. Uh, But we're starting a bit early today, and the last couple of weeks, we've been going through Microsoft documentation around the BI strategy planning. It's basically a large article around things you should think about strategically to get your team on board and direction the right way working on Power BI things. And we've loved this article. It's been really, really effective. I think there's a lot of great points here that we have discovered and found are very useful when thinking around um, your strategic planning. We're on section four of this. So we're moving down to decide on the BI goals and priorities. So everything I feel like has been leading up to this moment. Like it's a lot of other things are good things to think about, good things to consider. But like at the end of the day, what value are you bringing back to the business? And I feel like this is that this is that portion of the section of the uh, the conversation here. What are the goals? How do you align on these things? A lot right. of pressure. No pressure. Let's jump on it. I'll put the link here uh, in the chat window as well. Uh, Tommy, kick us off with some just kind of initial um, thoughts and uh, kick off the conversation here.
1: Yeah. You, you are right though this is really the crux of strategic planning. There's there's two other articles we're going to dive in tactical solution but we have assembled a working team. We focused on identifying the right people. We've done workshops to understand the pains, the needs, the requirements of the the team and the departments, and we've done our assessments. So that all needs to go down to, now what are we gonna do about that? What are the priorities and what is the work going to be done by the data team, the business intelligence team? Where are we gonna focus our time? And more importantly, How are we going to measure and uh, gauge if we are successful or not as a BI team and as a uh, data culture to implementation of Power BI?
0: Yeah, let's go into like, this is a really good section. I, I really like this idea of being able to pick on your different priorities and what you find is valuable. And I think this really does align to what executives want to hear. I mean, I think if I, if I'm an executive and I'm working with someone who's doing Power BI, I think this is very fir- like this is after you've done all the research, after you've got all the strategy planning, as you understand what data is important, what processes are important, what, what where is the waste, where is the not waste, what, you know what's what does our business need. This, I think this is this is something you have to hit, you you grab onto. Like I'm here to to drive more revenue. I'm here to make this kind of data more accessible to our users. I think these are these should should be very tangible deliverables back to the business. Agreed. This is all of the all of the nuts and
2: bolts, like very granular conversation, right? That come out of these workshops that you have to disseminate, like separate and bucket into the the movers, the actions, and the things that you think are going to move the company in different directions, right? And this is the roll up of those, uh, I think, the output of everything that you're drumming up into easily digestible pieces.
0: So I, I think I feel like, and again, I've had a number of these conversations with organizations showing up to Power BI, and I'm just going to kind of speak on some of like clear strategic priorities that I've seen people need in organizations. And I think there are some needs organizations understand they, they need And then there are needs under organizations do not understand they need. Like, for example, many organizations will come in and say, we need report builders. I think a lot of organizations are comfortable saying, Do you understand how to build reports? And so there's a lot of emphasis from companies focusing on the report building side of things. However, what they really need is they need planning for how are you going to organize your workspaces? How do you identify an owner or a data steward of That workspace. When there's a problem with that workspace or the data coming into that workspace, who owns that? Um, Another thing that is not as clearly considered here is the data modeling skill set. Because a lot of times we we walk into organizations, there's a lot of SQL developers there, but there's not a lot of data modelers there. And so there's this, to me, there's always this mindset of oh, well, well, we just do it like this in SQL. We'll do a many to many join here and we'll have this table look like this or we'll leave a lot of dimension pieces inside, or we'll have factual elements inside our dimension tables. Uh, and, and it works, the Power BI w- will render the report, but it's not efficient, and it, it doesn't always do what you want, and sometimes you get mixed results. So I feel like the, the skills or, or some of the strategic goals you need to work on in organizations that they don't understand are more help around modeling, more help around DAX education, or help around organization and planning to know how to release things. Because a lot of people will just, oh, we're just sharing through the workspaces. Okay. Is that really what you want?
1: So maybe it was the coffee that was maybe an extra little kick this morning. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, so I'm feeling a little feisty this morning, but uh, I, I got a few hot takes. But Mike, if people are saying that, I don't think that aligns with strategic goals. That may be a goal, but let's say in the realm of the documentation we're looking at, and I'm looking at there's a, uh, there's an area here of examples of strategic goals. That sounds more like the way to get to a goal, not necessarily the goal itself. And I, I agree with you. I think a lot of times organizations miss what the goal really needs to be, where, where they have a means to an end and they think that's the end. So I'll give you an example. You're saying we need more data modelers, right? Well, that sounds more like an operational goal or a tactical goal. It doesn't sound like something strategic for the business.
0: Well, why would that not be strategic?
2: I Can I step in here one second? Okay, go ahead. I want to do two things. One, which is uh, re- reset all of our expectations because it, it screwed up my thinking this morning again. Okay. <laughs> the, f- the first is that um, when I think about organizational objectives and goals, yeah. They're in the framework of OGSMs or OKRs. This article flips that. Mm. So mm. let's remember, when we say goals and priorities, those are objectives. Those are the highest level. Mm-hmm. And then objectives are the action items or the key results. Sure. So one, that screwed me up because I was like, yeah, this is how it goes. And I was like, wait a minute. like, OK, well, let's align on there. Okay. The goal right. is the high level. I think, Mike, what you're—I I agree with Tommy, but I think you're on the still on both on the right track, right? <clears throat> I think the goal here would be to skill people up, like that's that's the I think goal. That's a better way to say it, yes. You want you want you have to raise the bar of the individuals that are going mm-hmm. to be taking on this work, and that's part of a leveling thing here, yes. right? So, yes. so what you outlined could be the key result. Like, there's. Correct. People I'm probably to going to need yeah. skills. <clears throat> yes, and, there's more and skills overall, needed. Our goal is that we're going to raise the bar internally as an organization. To, to this other point, I think this is where the, the rubber meets the road, right? From the standpoint that you're going to have a lot of granular information from business units, mm-hmm. right? And you ha- have to butt that up against the evaluations that you've done related to either Microsoft's like leveling, Right on the business unit as yes. well as the organization, right? And I think this is where it's like, you you quickly identify, okay, we're at level 200. Our objective for people, to Mike's point, would be let's get to 300, and what does 300 look like? Well, 300 looks like yes. our people can do these things, and that's the, hold on a second, objective.
0: <laughs> right yes yes or the, the goal yeah i i was giving examples that were probably too detailed but yeah. you're right i mean the and goal the goal is your team needs more skills your team right. and i'm looking down at the examples of bi strategy goals right um a better clear content ownership and structure that's that's part of what i was describing right the yeah. organization of the workspaces how are you going to distribute things what does the app look like Usually, companies aren't using the full effectiveness of Power BI in those areas. They're just kind of sharing what they have. Yeah. Um, there,
1: go ahead. I was gonna say there's there's two aspects there too. Seth, you bring up the OKRs, and I, I I'm I find it wanting in the article that there is no OKR framework here, only because Microsoft literally created Microsoft uh, Viva Goals, and I think last year we were talking about. They had a whole adoption on OKRs and a white paper on it and setting up your organization for that. I feel like I would have liked to see that here. The other I would side have of love to see, yeah, that here. Uh, yeah. Like I,
2: this, the fact that I'm I'm like confusing goals and objectives because they're they yeah. seem to be flip flopped in here. Yeah. Yeah. I think is is something that could be improved.
1: And I, I no, I agree because if you look at the Viva Goals documentation, the first half is about setting up your organization for OKRs, not about the yeah. technology. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it makes sense, especially speak, here. Speak
2: the same languages. Yeah. Right. I, like right. We're, we're creating we're creating confusion from people who are engaged in those efforts. Right. right? With having to mentally shift. It's like choosing the wrong visual. Right. I can make it make I can make it work, but it just what? it doesn't feel right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's you know? a really good point. And I have to it. think more about it.
1: Right. And I so I, I would love to bring that to the from here, thinking about OKRs and how they trickle down. The other side of the coin is uh one of the big notes right at the beginning. While the working team shall be involved in clarifying and documenting goals and priorities, it's not responsible for defining them. Mm-hmm. The executive sponsor and the equivalent decision makers make these decisions.
0: Not even make, they own right. those decisions. Like mm-hmm. it is yeah. their oh, responsibility because, yeah. to own the responsibility of making those decisions uh-huh. and everyone else falls in line and executes.
1: Because they have the, disor- the authority to decide and allocate resources. So that's a big point too, because what's your knowledge of your executive sponsor?
0: This is, this is to me a follow the money kind of trail, right? Mm-hmm. Executive sponsors have the pocketbook to hire, move people around and put them on the right tasks, right? If you're going to go down and to talk to some of these examples, right? If you're going to do a better understanding and build better monitoring around your your governance, that's going to cost money and time. It's going to take you away from building new reports. You're going to have to figure out what does that solution look like for your company? How do you understand and what is your security stance on what do we need to know as an organization and how people are using your tenant? And that's a lot of companies. Microsoft has given you APIs to do it, but there's a lot of work you need to do to get a solution that monitors things in place.
1: I think more importantly, as I think about this from the realm of the sponsor, that's a lot of responsibility to getting the assessment right because that's really what's going to be related to the executive sponsor, right? And again, you're not expecting them to know data modeling. You're not expecting them to understand maybe data culture but not all the ins and outs so the mm-hmm. way you present the assessment and the way you're presenting the needs is needs to be really um you know i think well documented but also well communicated on what you see if we're the liaison if we're the in between to say hey this is what we found this is where we think we need to spend our time because again their their seats on the line
0: root that one yeah i get it I've got to
2: back up through here. I mean, we've we've talked about this a, a long time and, yeah. and in different areas. Um, there th- notes like this though s- still still raise a level of confusion to me around how the recommendations being made in some cases presume that these resources already exist and then say that well. They have to be allocated like there's already in order to do all these workshops across all the business units you've already had to have allocated at least the working team time. right like and mm-hmm. maybe it's really maybe it's point. a delineation of that but it's like are they do i have them or do i not have them like these are just existing resources we're going to repurpose for these other goals and objectives because in order for me to pull this information together I'm already saying this is this should be an initiative because I'm spending time doing these workshops unless I'm just um like uh, assuming that this is going to take more time than it would right like how quickly do you think you could spool up a workshop flip <laughs> through all this stuff and and throw out um goals and objectives is this a fast rapid process
0: Ugh. well that's w- a really good point I'm going to say I'm going to say there are certain things that are that as a consultant we kind of know that are more important than others, right? There are other things to this. Like you look at all the all the different technical areas. There are 14 technical areas to assess. You could get 14 areas to say what level of skill set are you, and if you have multiple business units, you might have 14 areas times numbers of business units on their technical skills as level as well. So I think this is. I mean, based on what I'm seeing here, this is a multiple meeting type exercise there's there's multiple weeks of time collecting this data together i mean this is a big initiative
1: and and i think it might even again we talked about the consultant being internal but from the internal side you also have to really uh get approved or you got to get the value of doing this worth uh, worthwhile well yeah
2: i suppose i suppose there's there's there is a difference from the standpoint of Okay, you've convinced somebody to say yes. We need mm-hmm. to do this analysis. Uh-huh. We need to understand what the landscape looks like, and based on the landscape and what you uncover, then we'll go decide what things we're really going to tackle. Because the, the action plans and the tactical part that we'll talk about in in terms of um, the the next segments all cover the we're we're going to go we're going to go fix a bunch of stuff. And that takes more than just this group to go do that because it's six to eight people, right? Mm-hmm. right. So that makes sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. Speaking of meetings, Mike, uh, that's actually a really great segue where it says conduct an alignment session. And the alignment session is the final meeting for each business area. So now you've just added, again, if you had 14 business groups. Yes. Apparently there's another 14 business groups where each uh, alignment involves key stakeholders and the sponsor made by the working team and to make sure there's achieved consensus which is a lot easier to say than the actual meeting itself. oh 100
0: agree with that one (laughs) i mean i'm I'm also to some degree thinking like there's there's in my mind there's like some sort of org chart that's popping out of this okay Mm -hmm. here's here's the person who's centrally paying for the bi initiatives here are the different teams we are integrating with who are their executive leads or their Representatives that are sponsors or SMEs, yeah. you're writing that down, right? You're getting everyone to buy in, and you're going through meetings with these multiple teams and saying, "Okay, great. Here's our main objective. Our main objective is to scale up our people. Here's what we're going to do to do that. Our main objective is going to be we're going to create clear um content ownership standards. Here's what those are going to look like. Hey, we're going to have a, a a governance plan. Here's what it looks like and how you play with that. Like a lot of these things are being like these are good. These are really good things to have, but there's just a lot of technical pieces that are going to be here.
1: Question does the stakeholder I'm thinking about this. So like, let's say the the ownership one, right? And I'm playing a scenario out in my head and I want to see what you guys think. The stakeholders involved in the assessment and the workshops for a particular business department let's say at the end of this the the goal is we need to improve our data ownership and our ownership of the data does that stakeholder then carry through throughout the course of that project or is that someone else do you assign someone else because you're now asking a lot of a particular business person to want to do all these assessments but then two there's a lot of carry through because again it has to be carried through there's responsibility on the business team too
0: and i think i think you're you're looking at i don't know what's in place already at your organization right this there could be a lot of different things right you these these different business units could be buying tableau they could be using something from click they could just be going to salesforce.com and using whatever reporting they have coming out of that system right the the initiatives you're talking about are spanning multiple teams and potentially the data that this business unit needs may come from a different team it may come from central it it may come from other teams that they're trying to share data across i really think this is just a lining of expectations so to your point right tommy like it's i think the goal here would be is um we realize you're using only excel for most of your analysis that's how i mean when i look at business units today that's the business side is doing a lot of that we step in and we say okay here's this new tool called power bi in order to get power bi and to turn it on here's the checklist of things we're going to start doing and I think this is an opportunity strategically is to say as we open up power bi someone needs to have some thought around here is how there's a plan to be able to take um data from different teams and say when i give it to you in a data set or these central data sets are handed to you and you build reports on them at that point in time you are responsible for the ownership of that data so I, I don't know how to answer your question directly, Tommy. I think I think the answer is it, it's a partnership between that unit and what central team is doing for BI. It's a it's got to be a partnership. No, Both teams have got to do stuff.
1: You're right, and I think I asked the question because I think that's not emphasized as much as I think it's going to be in the real world of the buy-in that's required here and that we're talking about from each business group. Yeah, the I amount of resources that- and time.
2: Yeah, and I think, Tommy, you make a really good point, and, but it, it could vary depending on what the goal is, right? Or, or what are the things that need to get fixed? Yeah. Um, but I would, I would argue that as those discussions are happening and we're rolling these up into objectives and goals across the board yeah. and that's being presented at executive leadership levels, yeah. that's, there needs to be a percentage of time like based on the stakeholder right yeah. it's pro- the stakeholder that's having these conversations is likely some of the um uh going to going to have some skin in the game yeah. right okay. so if it's like hey this is a major initiative around people training yeah i'm, I'm sucking 30% of this person's time a- and that has to be like it's not just a bi work or engineering work right. kind of thing in many cases, it's what is what is the percentage of time you're taking away from this business unit? Um, and what's the value add for for them? So I, I agree. Yeah. I think that's represented on a high level in these though, like if from a, a resource breakdown, in in a general sense.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I'm glad that then the documentation goes in that order, because then that really kind of showcases how important those right people picking the right people, why that's the first step here in the strategic planning. Because no matter what goals you have, those people are going to be essential to making sure that actually gets carried through. You yeah. may have the best goals in the world, or you may also have goals that are too lofty, that are not capable of your business either.
2: What, what I haven't found um, in this article, which is interesting, is how, how do you juggle? the The challenge here would be there's an assumption that there's an executive sponsor and say a business intelligence a leader one, that's yeah. that's engaging in all of these conversations. Mm-hmm. So um, quite the task to roll it all up together, but then, you know, maybe they aren't the, the final decision makers, but they probably are as far as like objective, like laying out, like, what are the biggest movers and shakers, Across the organization. And that's also one of the reasons why there has to be a final executive like presentation or yeah. approval process because they have to prioritize which of these across the organization is most important because depending on how many organizational units you have, they all have a priority one, right? right? But if you're creating a 12 to 18 month roadmap off of this, which you likely are, you know. How many of those objectives are actually going to get tackled, which kind of bodes back to my last point, I think, in the, the previous Tuesday um, or one of the Tuesdays is th- this, these are business units just because they have the problem now. doesn't mean they're going to have it in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. So like with every with every kind of 12 to 18 month roadmap, and typically I'm used to 12, <laughs> like after month six, it's a it's it's the Wild West, man, like it, it is highly it could totally likely. Change. Highly likely priorities are going to change in the second half of the year, depending on what company you work for. Um, So unless you're a giant company where things move very slowly, as far as like those kinds of strategies, the vast majority of time, like I think six months is is the window. And with business, it's almost less, I think. It's like if you're not in the quarter and you're not fixing things, are you really going to have the same problem? Right. Like, are they going to find solutions that are around you? Probably, right? And more,
1: and also, too, the sponsorship, good luck
2: saying, yeah, we'll get this done in about
1: 18 months. Right? So like, I think right. that 12 to 18 months, that's really, that's incredibly long. Unless there's just, have.
2: I mean, and that's not to say the business isn't doing what it's doing. No. You know, and in, in many cases, maybe it's, it, they have a process and they're getting the data they need. The 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 level up is, how do we make that, better quality more efficient you know etc and that's why we're going through some work efforts so that that business unit isn't a week behind right or isn't doing all this manual work or like the benefits are still going to be there and maybe that's more of the structure of thing we're talking about as opposed to i don't have data you you need to give me a report kind of yeah. kind of thing
1: so when it comes to that, the time frame, and I'll, I'll love to hear you guys is how you guys have approached this in the past, but um, some of the ways that I've run kind of goal planning and at least saying like, Hey, we, we have this long-term goal, but we have like the low hanging, I would always put together the low hanging fruit three months, six months, and then 12 mm-hmm. months would be, I, I don't want to say more lofty, but the tangible ones were going to be the ones going to be done low as like, what can we do right now? What are the ones that are near the next three months? What are the next six months? And that's usually has been the most successful for me for buy-in, for agreement, and getting everyone on the same page. Is there a framework that you put together? Because I don't see that starting with 12 months as being the most successful. What have you guys done for you guys have some goals and priorities for your team or a client and putting that together that makes it tangible and acceptable to the to the stakeholders?
0: i think i think it's i think it's unreasonable to focus i think you're going to be able to knock out all of these things all at yeah. once yeah i think organizations don't have enough people to focus on all these like all the goals that need to be done day one a lot and also depending on your maturity of your organization some of this stuff may already be in place mm. it's just done with a different tool so there is there's sometimes i find there's like okay we already have governance policies you already have you know who can have data who can't we already have policies around How you're going to handle self-service or not, but usually what happens is you're coming from this mindset of you're adopting Power BI, so therefore I have an existing tool structure that is known to me and my team understands. So a lot of this is just make sure you educate on, okay, what are the differences between your old world and the new world? You know, how do we do? What is the workspace and how does licensing work? And why don't I need a premium for everything? Can I just use premium per user instead of pros like? What does that mean? So there's a lot of like, just, I think, general knowledge leveling up. But then once you have that, it's going to be really strategic around, okay, especially when you're beginning this, it's a, it's a lot around getting quick wins that prove this thing makes value. Once you get a couple of those in place, then you're off to the races, and then you can start doing more of these larger initiatives. So, you know, some some companies do, and I think this is talked about in other articles inside the. Um, the power bi adoption roadmap. you can do all your strategic planning up front and then you can be done with that and then you can implement everything. So a huge amount of discovery and then implement. or you can take you can just turn on power bi and let people just do what they want to do and then come back and try and figure out, okay, what do people make and then govern it? apply the strategic planning. or what I think is is the best solution is do a little bit of strategic planning, implement something do a little bit more strategic planning and then implement so i like this idea of having shorter cycles of quick win goals or thinking through what are the what are the the areas that we feel we're most deficient in let's focus on those for a quarter and then let's come back let's reevaluate how do we do is there is there adjustments needed to those goals what other goals can we pick up there could be big objectives here but to your point seth a lot of people pivot quickly because the needs of the business change fast. And the questions you had yesterday aren't gonna be the questions you have tomorrow of your data. So you're gonna to have to be nimble.
2: Yeah, and maybe in this process, it's also very worth noting which of those um, volatile things in the business unit are ones that have a t- are time sensitive, mm-hmm. right? And I agree with Mike, right? Like there's a lot in the business side that it's just like, you know, it, it changes quite a bit, depends on, you know, what the objectives of that particular business unit are. Um, I think overall, <clears throat> I agree with Mike in, in aspects of, of some of his description. Some, you know, as Microsoft would say it, some of the higher level goals, right? So we're talking the objectives that mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish are, um, I think, can be standalone and achievable within a quarter timeframe, or, you know, hopefully. Um, some are not. And for the ones that are not, I think that's where the frameworks or the level, Microsoft levels or, you know, Mm -hmm. a framework of a matrix to show you data culture or literacy. There are plenty of them out there um, that kind of give you that direction. Like, I want to hit this long term. No, the organization isn't going to say, yeah, 100%. You know, you now have all these resources for six months to go tackle that. That doesn't mean as leaders that we let it go and it's not important. I think where, what I've done is you break it down into the steps of how you get there and each step has an actionable result that adds incremental value. In some ways, I, I, I do this with enhancement of systems too, right? Because if, if we're thinking long-term or we identify a potential problem in how a model was built, you know, in, in many cases, maybe you're forced to implement something that, it works, but you know, over time is going to degrade and maybe it's tech debt, but, but you're also looking at performance tuning. Um, There could be five steps that I start interjecting into work cycles that like incrementally get me there. And two months later, boom, all of a sudden I realize all the work of, of that end result. And I think to, to some degree, that's more of a finite example of what we're trying to do on a strategic level as well. Because you're trying to hit the multiple different aspects of an organization and its needs, and and part of that, like um, in in those matrices, and the one I, I use a lot is DataCamp, right? Is you're you're touching on multiple different aspects. It's not just reporting. It's it, an encompassing kind of strategy involves where we at with our infrastructure. To Mike's point, a lot where we at with people training skill sets like yes how are you maximizing the value of your team that has all this knowledge by creating little mini me's across the organization right that's i mean that's where organizations get really powerful i mean and then you talk about about about
0: tools i want to jump in real quick talk about your talk about your costs at that level like what is your most in a bi team what is your most expensive cost it's probably your people frankly so that is that is the most expensive thing you own because you have to pay salaries. And if you have multiple people, that's a lot of money. That That's a great point to invest in because that's the most um, – it gives you yeah. the best bang for your buck. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but I just feel like there's like a, a point around that. It's like and that's the big. biggest investment you're making.
2: Yeah. And other, other areas, right? So you have processes. Mm-hmm. If it tons of efficiency process, we know we can fix we can fix manual process across the organization. Easily. Yes, it's like one of the go tos. Exactly, um, there are organizational level ups, right, that you want to do, and then one that I think we all f- firmly have a solid standing on is the tools. And Fabric just opens that up further, I think, in the future. But Power BI certainly does, from the standpoint that we have a very powerful tool that allows us to interact with many different data source, transform, develop calculations, create reporting, do all this for people in such a way that like they can get a pretty, pretty decent like pretty far down the path before they need, you know, yeah. assistance. But you also have to be able to support them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the that's part of the people
1: problem. So I, I know we're getting near time, but I have a hot take statement that I would like to myself end on um at least my big point here i want to see if you guys agree or disagree and i'm going to hyper focus on something mike said proves its value which oh like the when i sometimes when i hear this I, I don't think people really understand the meaning of this but in the spirit of okrs where every objective can be prove success as measured by something with that statement my hot take statement is every single one of the strategic bi goals must have some Actual measurable success points, data points that have been defined beforehand. No matter what they are,
0: absolute Good. measuring points on this one is. It, you're asking for what are the what are the critical measuring points that you need to be thinking about? Well,
1: I'm asking, would you agree with that statement that no matter what strategic goal or or let's say objective is in place, there must be measurable data points to prove its value? to prove its success?
2: Wherever possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: good. that's it's, good. It's easy to say, it's easy, it's easy to say we need to educate our team. It's easy to say we need to improve our governance. It's easy to say um, we need better decision-making capabilities. To quantify those things is much more difficult to align I, yourself on, I right? Agree. So, and, and that's to your point, right? i'm not trying to give these items lip service i'm trying to say like they are very important but you really have to think about what are the best ways to start using data to support those decisions and and one of the things i will i'll right away i mean any organization who's running with power bi if you do not have a monitoring solution in place that is not the standard microsoft stuff the microsoft stuff will give you get you started if there's a short-term solution problem or issue Yes, you can jump in there. But to to your point, Tommy, a lot of the metrics that we talk about come with a more robust data monitoring solution. Activities logs, catalog information, scanner API, um, connecting to the Active Directory and getting all the groups and attaching them to people, security, governance, like how are we distributing things? All of those really good metrics are of the health of the system. Are you using effectively? is coming from monitoring so i I can't stress enough like whenever i talk with companies all this a lot of this stuff hinges on do you have good monitoring in place you can't measure any of these things you can say them but you can't measure them without some sort of monitoring on, on place so i would agree tommy like you you want to have concrete data points to to watch the numbers go up or numbers go down for that matter you know number of support tickets go down or yeah. You know, number of people using or viewing reports should be going up, but to get to that data points, you have to first be thinking about we're going to need to invest time and money to get a solution that does proper monitoring, so we can really communicate yeah. the successes we're trying to measure. All right, I know we're a little bit at time here. Uh, we've got some people who've got to run to meetings here, so let's just do some final thoughts. And we'll do a quick wrap up here. Tommy, a couple final final thoughts here.
1: I'll make it short. I I think hopefully as we go through tactical solution, this has been a great uh, summary, but that we really talk about how do we measure the success here?
2: In these sections, you need to really focus on proving the value to the book, proving the value to the business by refining these goals and objectives, right? You're going to be creating a story and a roadmap that that expresses the needs that, that we have to fix within your organization. And that's, that's something that either makes it or breaks it in the executive level, because that's where you get all your, your funding and resources. Expect to shift your priorities based on the business goals though.
0: Yep. I'd say pick quick wins. Don't try and do everything at once. You will be overwhelmed. So pick things, you know, are the most urgent, start with them and, and, plan to review and reevaluate over time because your objectives will change. With that, we really appreciate your listenership. Please recommend this to someone else. We appreciate you listening to our podcast and hopefully this added some value to your day. Tommy, where else can you find the podcast?
1: I'll make it short. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating. Helps out a ton. Do you have a question, idea or something else? Uh, Head over to Power BI Tips slash podcast. Leave your name and a great question. Join us live every Tuesday and Thursday. You know where to find us, 7.30 (laughs) a.m. (laughs)
0: cheers everyone that was great tommy (laughs) have a good time we'll see you next time (laughs)